you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. Today we have special guest Yoshibel Shea. She was born and raised in Las Vegas and earned her bachelor's degree in fine arts with a minor in art history. She later earned a master's in education emphasis in school counseling and has been working as a high school counselor for about six years now. Aside from her day-to-day life, she is enamored with learning about her indigenous roots. Her parents migrated from El Salvador in 1980s and are descendants from the Maya Nahuatl people. Though history has been lost, Yoshibel's passion is to redefine what it means to be Maya Nahuatl and share her knowledge to her 18-month-old son. She is wife to a Dine photographer and has a silly little dog named Milo. In addition to the aforementioned, she is the owner of Metsley Healing, which focuses on spiritual guidance through holistic practices and offers services such as tarot reading, natal chart readings, platicas, talks, and much more. She would also like to establish that she is not a certified as professional counselor, but can most certainly assist you on your journey. Welcome to Chevelle. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, let's just jump right into it. What got, sure. you, what got you started in this path? Sure. Well, before I start, I do want to do a land acknowledgement. Um, I'd like to acknowledge that I reside or we reside in Las Vegas, um, which is being held on the traditional lands of um, the Southern Paiute people. So I'd like to pay respects to um, the elders, both past and present. Um, and yeah, so how did I get here? Was that the question I said? <laughs> what, started <Okay. laughs> what started you in this path? Um, I think, I mean, I I think it's been my life. I just don't think I was aware of it or I don't think it was uh, facilitated at a young age um, as far as like um, being psychic and having um, premonitions and being able to speak to spirits. um, You know, that's uh, like out of this world. You know, that's not something we talk a lot about. Um, when we are dialoguing with people or conversing with people or being accepted. Um, And so at a young age, I don't think it was something that was pushed through as much or supported. Um, Not that it was wrong or right. It was just, you know. Did you always have a feeling, though, that you were kind of psychic? um, I think so. I remember one specific time when I was about maybe seven um, I, we had a visitor at my old house and like, they would just play with electronics a lot with me and, um, I didn't get, I didn't understand it. Right. Um, but I'd say like maybe even in high school, I already knew, um, cause I would have, um, yeah, I mean, I would have premonitions, a lot of premonitions. Um, and, uh, I just would, I would be able to, to, kind of like a channel I would be able to channel certain things and just like I wouldn't even know what I'm saying it just comes out so yeah just like 
Um, and I think I started working with Candle Magic uh, short, like early on, maybe at 18. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't, I didn't talk about it. Again, we don't talk yeah. about this. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially in, in our culture in Latin America, you know, um, after the colonization, you know, Christianity and Catholicism were so dominant that it erased a lot of what indigenous practices were, which is working with uh, earth, the earth and uh, working with the elements. And, uh, you know, fire was something that I've always loved to work with. And like I said, I did candle magic um, early in, in high school, like maybe, yeah, by 18, I was playing a lot with it. But again, like, how am I going to explain that to my family? <laughs> like, <Right>. hey. <laughs> I see things in fire. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so cool. So you do see things within the fire. You are able to see how vision. I mean, I used to, not anymore. I was able to um, read like the smoke fire, like the smoke, um, oh, cool. depending on like how much smoke would come out of the flame, how big is the flame. And I would interpret the candle wax at the end of everything. Um, but I haven't, haven't worked with that in a while. By any chance, this is just out of curiosity. Do you yeah. have any fire signs in your three main signs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. How did just, you know? Because, well, you know, I'm an Aries and I was really drawn to candle magic too. So I'm like, I wonder if that's part of me. That part of me is like, I don't know, if it's like connected or something. That's just, it's just sure. calls to you, you know? So, sure. Which is your fire so, sign? Yeah, my moon sign, I mean, my sun signs in cancer. So the water, you know, I, I sometimes I need it. I need a fire to, I don't know. I don't know what the fire does with the with the <laughs> water, but actually the water would overpower the fire. But I am blessed. I don't know if it's a blessing, but um, my moon is in Leo and my rising is in Leo. So I'm not a traditional cancer. I'm wow. actually more Leo. Um, so... Uh, I have Leo tendencies and so fire and to me is beautiful air. Like I've been working with um, air magic too, with incense. Um, but I mean, fire has been an element I loved working with since I was a kid. So I, I mean, I, I'm sure that's questionable working with at it when you're a kid. Right. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just magic to me. And yeah. the, the irony in that is that my husband, is all water in moon sun and rising and he absolutely hates the fire so i'm oh, the one wow. who has to like when we do ceremony like there's a process so he's not intimidated right. or you know worried fire, about it fire can be very intense i mean so can water but you know mm -hmm. like fire it's more i don't know it's more intense <laughs> yeah so tell me about your practice so what exactly is indigenous practice like what does that consist of Sure. Um, so it's not really a label. I think it's more of like um, just um, a reawakening of of what was. Uh, you know, I as I had mentioned, you know, through the when the Spaniards conquered El Salvador, um, and I'm going to speak specifically of my country because I don't want to disrespect other countries. <laughs> um, you know, there was uh, uh, in I guess um, a determination to eliminate any pagan philosophy or any pagan practices. Um, and believe it or not, you know, uh, curanderismo, which in translation would be healing or la curandera, el curandero would be the healer uh, or, um, you know, female or male. 
and then within there, there's other branches of that um but pre-colonial that's what was available you know in in the the traditions of working with plants uh there were no doctors in los pueblitos or in our you know there weren't even pueblitos at that, that time there were civilizations you know in the um in the Nahua, you know in, in the in pipiles and in, in our our tribes in el salvador like we didn't have you know neosporin we had <laughs> you know they had just like aloe vera and here put some aloe vera on that that'll be fine or put some este chile te va, te va a ayudar you know like so it's just a matter of really understanding the plants and and com con combining it with the elements um from from a very um simple way of of of, of, of the simple approach of it yeah um now you know post-colonial um you know that that's when things got erased and that's where um you know according to certain people in their path um you know christianity came through and it became the dominant faith um to the point where curanderismo or working with plants and, and earth um and working with the elements and the spirits that ended up becoming to look like witchcraft, which, you know, I mean, coming from Europe, uh, you know, going into witchcraft up there, it was very, you know, prominent up there as well. And so that's all they knew when they came down here and they thought, hey, that's not Catholicism, you're a witch. And so um, there is there is a, a similarity throughout the world if you really look about look at the indigenous cultures or the just the pre colonialism practices, um, looking at European, um, we're looking at Nordic practices, there's Nordic witchcraft, um, you know, there's uh, Scottish, I mean, I know I'm not too familiar with that, so I don't want to talk out of my realm, okay. but um, there is a prehistoric witchery up there um, that would help me foster a little bit going into where I needed to go, um, but then dismantling that philosophy and allowing what my country was what used to do and unfortunately we don't have textbooks we don't have scriptures um at this point it's just having faith in my ancestors that they're guiding me to where i need to go to help people um and be that vessel that tool to uh speak for them or not speak for them but speak to them in the in-between so that was, that was gonna be my next question was how would you say um your practice differs from like European magic, because I, if I'm not mistaken, did you mention that you started with the more European tradition methods of magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, that, and that's why I don't want to like say that neither one is right or wrong. No. Um, it's what the practice that fits you. Right. Um, yeah, and I think I talked to you early on how I, I was. Um, I was a hedge witch, I, and I was in the closet, so I didn't really tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you are familiar with exactly. that. Exactly, we all got to start with our little witches. We have to start like baby steps, and then you open the door, and everyone's scared of you. You're like, whatever. <laughs> yep. um, and then your mom's like, here's a, here's a cross, and you're like, I'll keep it. That's fine. I'll put it somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the representation uh, of the four elements. <laughs> Yes, thank you, thank you, and 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 exactly like the cross. That's a clear representation. If we look at the medicine wheel, that you know, we compare. There's such a similarity in that. 
um, thinking about north, south, east, and west, and starting from the east and going circle, you know, and respecting the elements. And those are the basic, beautiful parts of our ancestors that haven't been uh, celebrated. Um, and so, unfortunately, when we do look at the cross, we think of um, more of the mainstream, which is, again, fine. Everyone goes yeah. through that route, but there is a missing part of identity, I think, for especially for Latinos um, mm -hmm. who who are kind of trying to break away or decolonize themselves from what was. Um, however, like I had mentioned, um, yeah, I, I consider myself a hedge witch. I try to go into more like the Celtic uh, witchcraft. Oh, um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. I tried to coven. Um, and it was a really cool experience. I think it really taught me of where I am as a healer and where I need to go. Um, I also realized I, I, I was able to compare, you know, their practices and, and our wow. ancestral practices and just appreciate it. Um, so I'm very thankful of the European structure and, and kind of have that as an intro. Um, at the end, though, I did notice, like, I wanted to seek more of gods and goddesses that resembled me. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't really connect to the gods and goddesses of the, you know, of that um, line of witchcraft. Um, and then, you know, I, I started di diving deeper. And I, I mean, I've always been obsessed with the Maya gods and goddesses since I was like, 12 so oh, wow. <laughs> like i That's i've been cool. researching <laughs> yeah i've been researching about the gods and goddesses so i feel like it's long. been there with you all this time yeah <laughs> like they were just waiting for you to be ready yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's i've cool. been reflecting on that a lot i'm like wow i've been like just and I think that's what a lot of people um, maybe need to check in with themselves and seeing the their narrative and the the signs that have been there this whole time. Yeah, because yeah. you know I've been working on um, a presentation on the moon, and I realize you know I've been obsessed with the moon since I was middle school. So like again, it's just and you know yeah. moon is the planet or the star that helps me as a cancer. So that's true. Just, it is. Yeah. You yeah. Have that connection. Yeah, you know, I can relate to that. I know that when I was little, I think when I was like in elementary school, I hung up, I, like I got some construction paper, I cut it out into the shapes of stars, I put cotton in it, and then I stapled like the outline, and then I got some string and hung it on my ceiling with one little like crescent moon. So I think since then, I yeah. it might have been within me, and it's just barely now waking. <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. So how would you say that? magic has helped you um in your daily life and both spiritually so in general and spiritually i think so if we divorce ourselves from the concept of religion right like the the structure the outline and the ruling of what that looks like ultimately i think what what's so beautiful about um these practices or the, the ancestral practices or pagan practices is that um, it connects you to source. It connects you to the creator. Um, and you can still use religious practices. It's just that concept of having faith um, and knowing that um, there there is support 
beyond, right? Like mysteries beyond with Laura Lavender. Exactly the same concept. Like there's something mysterious, but beyond that is helping us in this physical plane, right? In this physical uh, world. Um, And so I think how it's helped me. So believe it or not, I I have to give uh, kudos to my husband, um, because I honestly didn't come out as who I am until I met him. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, I don't, he didn't. He doesn't practice it. I mean, he like we practice ceremony together, and he's very yeah. But he he fostered it, and he had no idea what he was fostering. He's like, sure, whatever. I don't care. You want to do candles? Okay, we're putting water in a bowl and putting it under a bed shirt. Like he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know. But he was just like, whatever. So I think. I'm very grateful that he gave me that space to explore. And I, I really got into it when I was 25. And 25 is such a um, incredible year spiritually and physically, where on a physical level, now you have your, you know, insurance rates change and um, you can do other stuff that's more legal in the physical realm. So now you're becoming the adult. Mm-hmm. And then the spiritual realm, things are starting to click a little more things are starting to you're starting to let go of little things because now you're getting closer to that maturity level and so at 25 I I, um, I really struggled with anxiety and depression and um, I had to start taking antidepressants and through that I really dived into my practice even more um, and and forgiving myself that I couldn't use the plants that I wanted to and allowing me to to work through with my superpower of anxiety and depression (laughs) Um, and connecting more with my uh, spiritual self that way and and just kind of surrendering with what was. And so magic really allowed me to to grow as as who I am today. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) That definitely makes sense. I can most certainly relate to that because for me, um, it happened when I was going through my Saturn's return. So I had a lot going on in my plate. I felt the same way. I kind of felt like a sense of hopelessness. Um, I felt frustrated, very frustrated. Um, it was just a really rough and dark time for me. And through spirituality, that kind of helped me out of it. And it, it was there for me. And I, I'm just forever grateful. So I can definitely relate to you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Is your practice, would you say, is it a closed practice? And do you or do you not subscribe to that idea? Um, I do keep it closed. I try not to share my practice too much. Um, One, because, I mean, it's something that is very sacred. Um, It's not something that... um, I mean, you don't sell prayer. That's what I've been told in my community. You can't sell prayer because um, that's a disrespect to our ancestors. And so I don't really like to practice unless, you know, uh, there are, you know, unless it's, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, I just don't like to practice out in the open right, right. Um, for my ceremonies. Um, when I do like platicas um, or tarot reading, that's a little different because I can now westernize it a little bit. I don't have to like include what, um, I don't have to expose or- It's a very um, personal thing, it's very intimate. Yeah, I don't have to expo- expose what 
the ancestral part. Like I don't have to be yeah. like, oh look, because um, that's not what I'm about. I'm more like, okay, let's find what you want. Um, and you know, even when I do platica, platicas or spiritual talks, um, I, I connect it back to re their religion. So if they're Catholic, I speak about the saints of what I remember because oh, I haven't practiced nice. Catholicism in like a billion years. Um, so I still foster what they want. I don't want them to think that they need to be what I'm doing. Um, so I, I try, and also, you know, when we look at Catholicism or Christianity or certain religions, you can kind of manipulate it where it does kind of fall into, you know, the, the, the pagan philosophy. So, um, Cause ultimately so, they kind of do take from a lot from, you know, Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to encourage people to feel, I want them to feel what they need to go through. Cause that's mm -hmm. ultimately what a spiritual uh, journey is. Yeah. Um, and I always encourage my clients that sometimes, you know, it, the journey, this, this could be the beginning of the journey and they could be at a later age of their time. Um, and so when you return, you'll know exactly where you come, you need to start again. And so just kind of guiding them that way. Um, the only time that I really introduce ceremony um, with uh, with my clients, and I actually had to stop because I have to fine tune that skill set is when I do limpias or um, smudging on people, um, because that is more of a sacred and intimate practice. Um, and I've concluded that, like I said, I need to, I need to work details. on it a little bit. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I said work, work out some details. Yeah, I need to work out some details with that one. Um, <laughs> but that's the only time that I do bring in ceremony. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if this might be uh, like a personal question, but, um, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but um, do you work with any deities at all? And what are your thoughts uh, with working with deities? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've worked with, I've, I mean, my, the Maya gods and goddesses are my home, are my homies, right? Like I've been working with them for a long time. Um, so from our history in El Salvador, um, there is a mixture of deities, um, in our country where you will find uh, deities that are um, Aztec influence. So you'll find deities from the Aztec um, practices. Um, at the same time, in El, Salvador, in El Salvador, they also use the Maya practices. So there is a combination of deities that I do work with from that cultural influence. Um, cause our, our indigenous people, they migrated from, wait, where am I? They migrated from, <laughs> uh, Mexico, um, and settled in El Salvador with a completely different name. Um, but were influenced as Nahuatl. Um, and so okay. they settled very close to the Mayas and the Mayas influenced them a lot as far as practices within their religious practice. So there's kind of a, like an in-between. So as far as deities, I use a, a primarily Mesoamerican deities. Okay, cool. That's, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that they had like migrated from 
upper, I guess, lower Mexico to like El Salvador. That's, I think I should have known that, but I don't remember that from like elementary school or whenever I was taught that. <laughs> it just didn't stick. <laughs> yeah, um, it's very complicated to explain the actual <laughs> story. So I'm going to just say that they migrated from the now from Nahuatl people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We'll keep it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would you say? What does what does magic mean to you ultimately? Um, love. Is that okay. weird? No, that's good. That's good. As long as it's yeah, not, think, as long as it doesn't come from fear, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and and there are so I think there is that stigma of magic um, being negative. Um, and so forth and you know ultimately it's it's the healers approach um and their um what they what their goal is or you know is it are they using it for for like a booster for themselves um you know or like to get fame or to you know it, there, there's different types and um I think ultimately that's where karma will just kind of set its ways there with those people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like coming, being able to live in the middle world of spirit and physical, um, it's opened my eyes to really just love everyone. Um, I know that sounds cheesy, but <laughs> but I mean we're all in in a in a process and a path and in a journey and um, magic looks so different for so many different people. Some pray with the rosary, um, some, um, you know, pray with a mandala, some pray with just fire, sure, <laughs> like me sure. when I meditate, uh, or they just look up and gaze at the moon and that's their prayer. And so it's just a, it's just about finding that love and faith in you and, and continuing to have, um, that confidence that your spirit is in a physical, in the physical realm, trying to understand what it means to be in the vessel. That's beautiful. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. And now, what would you say for, for people who are wanting to get their feet wet with magic, but at the same time, they have a conflict with religion? Sure. What advice would you have for them? Um, I would just, you know, I would say to be patient with yourself um, and, and allow yourself to have the emotions that may come from decolonizing that mentality of um, religion. Um, if, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, um, and really research, uh, I think the best thing to do is, um, well, what, and have, and talking to people, um, you know, I wasn't, I was, it was kind of weird. I was more comfortable talking to my dad <laughs> about me becoming <laughs> Buddhist and I was going to, I was Buddhist for seven years and, you know, and yeah, not for seven years. I think it was like two years. I don't know where the seven years came from. Sorry. Um, but, you know, just talking to someone and who is non-judgmental and allowing you to process what that is um, 
And as you're going through this journey, so if we look at um, you growing in this idea of religion for a certain amount of years, so let's say maybe 18, I'll give myself as an example, just be prepared that as you're changing your mindset and ideology that people will start uh, refusing you or maybe um, uh, be against you because they don't understand and it's out of fear. Right. Um, so be be prepared for that. Allow yourself to feel that. But ultimately, you want to find a place of love for them um, because they aren't aware of where your path is supposed to go. That's true. No, I definitely agree with that. Maybe, I, if I may, I'm just going to add, maybe, yes, talk with someone that you trust who you know is not going to be judgmental about it and then kind of do your research do a lot of research definitely and you're right speak speak with people just to get some ideas from everybody and then do what feels right for you feel it right yeah like i had mentioned i i've been on a religious roller coaster i was like i'm gonna be buddhist and i'm gonna be this and i this and so um i took the islamic side because <laughs> for some we reason we're like, all <laughs> trying to find it yeah, yeah. and I think that the best, the, the biggest thing out of all of that going into different religion is be culturally mindful of what you're going into. Know that um, the religious that you, religions that you are exploring might be from different countries. So um, understand that the the origin of that and respecting that, um, and and be mindful that you may be from a different country and what does that look like. Because um, I think that that has that's been a hard thing. Um, that was a hard thing for me. Um, you know, I I been well. I don't do yoga as much, but I I was doing yoga a lot for a long time, and so um, I love that philosophy. And I you know I started embodying a culture that really wasn't mine, and so I I needed to learn how to respect it. Um, and that's that's ultimately going to come and there'll be ups and downs where you'll be like, oh, I'm totally that person. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, that's not right. I'm not respecting that culture. Um, but I think overall, it's just really being mindful that and even with witchery, like, um, you know, it, there's there's such an, a huge pool. You could be eclectic, a witch. Um, you can be, um, there's green witches. I mean, yes. there's everything, right? I mean, you know. So it's just left hand path, etc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so, um, so just being really respectful from that point of view, like, okay, where's this origin? Where is this from? And work, if you're working with the deities, respecting that as well, because um, that's the biggest, biggest thing. You don't want to <laughs> disrespect any deities. Um, but ultimately just respect the process and know that if this is going to be your life um, style, uh, that it's a matter of respecting. It's like as if you're respecting your body. It's the same thing. You're respecting your energy. You're respecting your heart. Um, and and you're, you will use it. You will carry it with pride, uh, but not for exploitation, if that makes any sense. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Well, do you have any last thoughts? Whew. Um, my last thoughts. Ah, uh, I'm trying to think. Sorry, um, I put you on the spot. Drink some water. <laughs> drink some water. And if you, okay, so yeah, here's one thing. So if you are um, going into this 
you know, trying to connect with spirit. Um, I think the funnest part is to first really understand your astrological natal chart because um, that will or yeah, because that will kind of connect certain things and you'll be like, oh, OK, this is what I might need. So, for example, like if you're an earth sign and you've been feeling depleted, you might need more plants in your house or if you're, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're a water sign and you feel like you you're just you just feel like suffocated or dried out, maybe you need to go to the pool. So just understanding the elements that make you you would be really is a really great starter because that I think astrology, again, like you said, Laura, it's as if I it was part of my life forever. Astrology was another big thing that I started when I was young and understanding your astrology sign um, from the Greek astrology sign is really interesting. And then if you're able to kind of fall into your cultural astrology or if they have any astrology signs, that would be kind of interesting as well. So I think that's a really cool first step, right? What do you that, think? That is true. That is true. Getting to know yourself a little bit before you start anything else would definitely clear the path of where you need to be going. Thank you so much, Rachel um, yeah. I really enjoyed having you here. I think we should definitely do this again. Yes, I'd be happy to. Thank you so much for having me. And one last thing, let let me know uh, or let us know, let my audience know where they can reach you, um, what's with your website, your social media info, and then I'll also put it in the description, but just so they can hear it from you. Sure. So um, my website is medsleyhealing.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, uh, medsleyhealinglv, and then Facebook is just medsleyhealing. Okay. Sounds great. Well, in case you guys didn't catch that or that was too fast, I will definitely be adding that in the description box. So no fear, no fear. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys truly enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com and or follow us on social media on Facebook at Mysteries Beyond and or on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. And lastly, if you have any questions or if there's any feedback or if there's anything that you just feel like sharing, you can email me. You can do that at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys again next episode.